Welcome to The Holodeck is Broken, a Star Trek rewatch podcast. I'm your Captain Laura. I grew up watching most of Star Trek. I'm your First Officer Mac. I've watched way too much Star Trek. I'm Eris, your Communications Officer, and I seen some of it. I'm Z, Chief Security Officer, and I have no idea what's going on. Our seven-year mission. To rewatch all Star Trek from the very beginning. Boldly going where everyone but me has gone before. Hey, I'm Laura. I'm Mac. I'm Eris. And I'm Z. And this week... Can I do it? Go for it. Yeah, yes, you should. Yes, please. Let's... Please. This week, your intrepid away team watched Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, is the best. Okay, now you can go. <laughs> Coming at the end of the 25th anniversary of the uh, franchise, released shortly after Gene Roddenberry's death, uh, and dedicated to his memory, despite the main creative forces in the film despising Gene Roddenberry for most of their working <laughs> relationship. Eh, eh. A couple of broken eggs. A couple of ones. It's... Well, you know, Star Trek's not a show that got, like, a proper series finale. Yeah. Even though we didn't watch the third season, I can tell you right now, <laughs> they didn't. But this is a very good last yes. hurrah yeah. for the group. Yeah. 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 I have almost no notes from our screening. It was a yeah. delight yeah. from start to finish. Especially the special effects went way up because yes. the <laughs> opening mm-hmm. shot is the, the Praxis moon exploding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. a very impressive, especially for the time, effect. So much so that ILM adopted that as the standard for planets exploding. Oh, and when they you? re-edited Star Wars later on, they added that same exploding ring effect. And it is literally nice. called a Praxis ring. <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. I, yes. <laughs> kind of like how isn't there... Uh, which movie is it that the exploding ship and that's used in like... It's this one. Is it this one? Okay. At the yeah. end when Chang's bird yes. of prey explodes after they keep shooting photon torpedoes into it. That shot of a bird of prey exploding is used at least a dozen times in Star Trek TV shows. Whenever a bird of prey explodes, it's yeah. like, well, cut to the Star Trek six shot. There it is. Nice. You know, you just you already have that in your files. Yeah. Yeah. You just you just copy and paste. It's fine. Yeah. Including, I think, in the next movie when they blow up a bird of prey in Generations. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Anyway. Nice. Yeah. And the the ships look like actual like the models yeah. look like actual ships. They're not yeah. just like. Toys. Toys, yes. yeah. Yeah, it was much smoother. They felt more like they were actually flying through space as opposed to like, mm-hmm. I'm on fishing line. <laughs> yeah. And I'm dangling through space. <laughs> yeah. In front of a backdrop painted to look like space. <laughs> now, uh, the last movie you uh, complained rightly so about genre. Yeah. Forcing. I won't say mashup. Mashup seems like a successful endeavor. Right, right. Forcing yeah. a genre uh, to graft onto another one where it's almost like genre donor failure <laughs> yes yeah yeah no i because i was kind of going to like a weird frankenstein thing but i was like i don't know yeah. Frankenstein. they went into like genre work. rejection in the yes. last one like the body yeah. couldn't take it it was like a poorly done like duct tape job mm-hmm. you know they just like mm-hmm. what if like it's like the get along shirt yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of here it is i would say i dare say flawlessly executed it's a murder mystery yeah it's a Geo, a, a geopolitical yeah. drama, right? And I, I, I say that because it's not quite the right term because it's more of an interstellar political drama. Yeah, yeah. But, but it has that feel that like yeah. Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy Le Carre right. thing. Uh, yeah. Yes, exactly. And is a fitting finale to twenty five years worth yeah. of, of 
of adventures with beloved characters. Yeah. And they all got something to do. It wasn't yeah. like, oh, somebody's just going to hang out in the background. And Uhura didn't have to get naked in this one. I mean, yeah. also, yeah. She got to speak Klingon instead. Is the this the one with Mr. Mr. Adventure? No, no that was three. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. This is the one where they, they, they're trying to fake their way through Klingon space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They're pulling okay. up every so they dictionary all have, they have. They apparently have volumes about the Klingon language yeah. on board and everyone has a pile of like 12 books and they're trying right. to figure it out. <laughs> and Nicholas Meyer is a big bibliophile. That's like right out of the gate. I mean, Spock gives Kirk a book in Star Trek Two. Yeah. A lot of literary lines back and forth, mm-hmm. especially in this one. And yep. so they, they have actual like old books. Mm-hmm. They, they look aged. They do. Yeah. 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 And... <laughs> the thing that always struck me is funny. I think it's in the commentary on the Blu-ray on this one. They what they did for all the movies is they got more recent Star Trek creative people to be with the creative people of that particular movie, and so that they can have a conversation. Mm. And so he's sitting with the showrunner from Enterprise season four, and they run out of things to talk about after about the ha- first half an hour. And so Meyer turns to him and is like, "So do you like books?" <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, that's kind of adorable. Yeah. Though. And I was like, "That's that's that's my Nick." Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you two would have a lot to talk about if you and Nick Meyer were. If in I a could room. keep my shit together, yeah, like, that's right. that time you made it time after time. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> I remember that time that you used all the extra bits from time after time and you put them in Star Trek 4. And it was good. And and everybody liked it. That was awesome. (laughs) Remember volunteers and nobody liked it, but I liked it. (laughs) (laughs) I have no experience in this, but I always thought that if if it was like me meeting like my celebrity hero, I'd be like, hey, can I schedule two meetings an hour apart? So the first one is like, I need to be two minutes and then you need to segregate me away from you. You go do something else. You go talk to somebody else. I'll be in a room and I'll just be getting it all out so I can talk to you an hour later like a normal fucking human being. Right. <laughs> I just need a Give me a two a... minute fangirl and right, then yeah, I'll come back and, then like, and then I'll like try to be reintroduced back into society. Mm, yes, yes. <laughs> Rehabilitated. <laughs> The loudest laugh this film got was from Eris, and I think she knows what I'm about to refer to. Possibly. This film was good. I had laughed a lot. When Spock says, as an ancestor of mine maintained, if you eliminate, yeah, eliminate the... Uh, yeah. I'm covering up yeah. so I don't squeal into the mic. Yes! Yes! Nicholas Meyer is a huge yes! Sherlockian, yeah. and, and so that launched a wave of fan speculation, like... The, the most irritating question you can ever ask Nicholas Meyer is, did you mean to uh, imply that Sherlock Holmes exists in the in, as a real person mm. in the Star Trek universe? And he's like, no. It's, yeah. But I've always read it as uh, Conan Doyle is his ancestor on his mother's side. Mm. Okay, I <laughs> have a slightly different interpretation. Okay. And that I have the interpretation that Spock is just an ass. And he knew that if he said this, he could get... Because this this movie at heart is about, like, racism. And so he knew he could get everyone's goat by saying, like, yeah, I'm totally related to one of your famous fictional fucking characters. (laughs) I mean, mean, yes, he's half human. But, like, 
everyone views him and he also, I mean, like, he does help this along with the whole, like, I'm Vulcan. Like, yeah. I have rejected the human side of me. I don't like being compared to people, like, to, to human people. And and then so, but I think he is just an ass. And I think he, <laughs> I think he knew that he could get people's goat. <laughs> if he said that. I took it, I took it differently. I took it as Sherlock Holmes existed in this universe. And not only did he exist, but he was also a Vulcan. Another one. See, I, I took that too, yeah. but let, let me offer a slightly different, okay maybe like a third yeah. or like one C kind of explanation <gasps> here. Because near the beginning, Spock says it's an ancient Vulcan proverb that only Nixon could go to China. Right. I think I am a little bit on Eris' side on here. Yeah. I think Spock is just fucking with them. Yeah. And he's enjoying it. Even in a serious moment, this is like, this is like weird Vulcan humor, like yeah. Yeah. messing with humans. Also, he legit <laughs> could be related to Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. I mean, Amanda right. could be, there's, like, that could be there's a something family. There. That's the simplest explanation. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. But... Even if he's not at all, because he was also a I researcher, family scientist. Them. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's letting well, them wonder, like, like, like in the beginning, like we're in this tense moment, this tense meeting about the future of the Klingon Empire and what we're going to do yeah. about it. And Spock's talking about Nixon going to China, and everyone's like, mm. "Was it Nixon? What? Wait, what, what he was it? on Earth, right? And <laughs> how do you know? Like, it was just like I, I know somebody is going. I don't think." That's right. Was Nixon Vulcan? Like, like there's there's somebody out there who thought way too long after yeah. he said that. Or just like Vulcan. And Spock got, loves knowing yeah. that. That or Vulcans got really into 1970s uh, Earth politics, and they're like, man, we could write a book off of this, and then just like a book of proverbs um, based off of like America's bullshit. But a lot of the original series, the major, like, how do I phrase this? They're very racist against Spock in the original. Mm-hmm. There's lots oh, yeah. of micro uh, microaggressions. I mean, so flat out my, microaggressions. Yeah. Where they're like, I mean, like, uh, I mean, bones constantly. Like you Vulcan bastard with your blood and all this kind of stuff. And he's just like, excuse me, my parents were married. You know, and like she's very. But like, so then we get this movie that is literally about like racism will get you destroyed. So you better fucking shape up and yeah. learn to unload some of your biases and work together or else you will die. And I think Spock is just fucking with them. Mm-hmm. Right. And and that, I think, goes into my big takeaway from the film. I, I think I still put The Wrath of Khan above this, but it is like mar- like yeah. razor-thin margins uh, and it is a purely emotional thing that makes mm-hmm. Wrath of Khan above. Like, we're talking about the objective mm-hmm. quality of the movie. I think maybe Undiscovered is a bit better of a made movie, but if- Rathacon hits me in a different way. If I was going to rank it objectively, I think it would be six. Um, Rathacon, which is two, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then four. Mm-hmm. And then three, one, and five. That would be my yeah. objective yep. ranking Object- as well. Yep. Yes. Yes. However, yeah. however yeah. I would personally rank it four, right. Right. two, six, Fair. three, one, five and one. And there's nothing yeah. wrong yeah. with that. Oh, yeah. no, for sure. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. I have a very similar, objectively, but then subjective yes. because of my own personal, yeah. like, mm-hmm. idiosyncrasies, I guess. <laughs> I, I, like, I, I know how my body reacts to things and yeah. I know how my heart reacts to things. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this, this is at the top of my list in both the objective and the emotional. But, yeah, I would put, like, like 
between like two and four, four hits me in the emotional, like in yeah. the like the funny bone, in the yeah. like right. like the the nostalgia. Like yeah. four is is my second one, and mm-hmm. then I would put two. But if you had to talk about what's the objectively better made movie, maybe two comes before four. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. But it, it's an interesting parable. Feels like the wrong word. Almost object lesson in anti-racism. Yeah. yeah. Because it also it, it uses these characters who have a reputation, like you talked about, not necessarily 100% deserved of being enlightened people and beyond mm. racism and beyond the troubles mm-hmm. of the 20th century. Yeah. And of course, as they're handing the script off, Gene Roddenberry, he's at the end of his life and he's saying, no, you cannot have these characters be racist. This is not what Star Trek is about. Yeah. And it's so more powerful that you strip away majority white privileged liberalism mm-hmm. and have them confront their own racism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, they don't fix it 100%, right. but they evolve beyond where they were at the beginning of the movie. And they talk about yeah. it openly, and I appreciate yeah. that yeah. because it's... It, 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 I'm I'm starting to get like who said what a little muddled, but like it's near the end I think when like Kirk is it Kirk is talking about like we're like our generation's gonna have the hardest time living in this new world. Gorkon says that, but that's an ongoing theme. Okay, yeah. yes, yes, I mean, but that's that's yeah, and that's important, and he carries that forward at the end when they save the president, and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. the the Gorkon's daughter is chancellor, and she's safe now, and she's like, "You've restored my father's faith and his vision," and like, yeah. and like you've restored my sons, and so it's like, hey, we found something. In right. common here, and we're both, we're not saying, oh, this is all going to be fun and roses. And we're not going to have a going forward. after this. No, no. I don't work. think you should, your whole race should die. Yeah. Right. I and think that's you... a pretty big move. But... Right. <laughs> that's from, a shift. From, from <laughs> genocide, <laughs> genocide, meh, to, yeah. we'll, we'll help. That, and, because Kirk was with... like, let them die. Like, yeah. he flat yeah. out said that. Yeah. Well, one of the biggest things that anti-racism work is getting through in your head that, like, these are people. Mm-hmm. They have families. They need to eat. They need to sleep. They have hobbies. Like, like because when you have a lot of racist biases, you don't. You literally don't realize that. Don't like, know. if you ask, if you ask somebody, they'll be like, "Oh, I know they're people," but then right. you get them in the moment, or you get them drunk, or you get them whatever, and the knee jerk is like, "I don't know." They're just like some horrible metaphor. Getting into like, oh, you had a father and I had a son. Like that was yeah. such a big. You're like, he's literally doing the work on screen, right? And he, they he they, they went it. there too because yeah. they 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 had this meal together. They thought yeah. this is like this diplomatic dinner we're gonna have, right? But then afterwards, all the humans are like, "Did you see how they ate? Right? Like yeah. this was gross." And yeah. like it's it's that instant, it was like, like they were at a zoo. Like you like were not the, yeah. ready for that encounter yeah. the way it happened. Yeah, and. So everyone's like, okay, whoa, thank God that's over. But then they right. got pulled in again. Uh-huh. In like, honestly, like you, you, you don't, especially in real life. Like, I don't want people to die for people to get to that realization. I'd love for right. us to, you know, advance a little faster. Right, right. But in this, in the narrative of uh-huh. the story, yes, it took Gorkhan's death. It took Kirk and Bones being an actual physical danger, yes. and the rest of them trying to save them, and then realizing. 
the call is coming from inside the house. Like, yeah. the mm. Federation is trying to bring this down, yeah. and they're trying to commit genocide. And it's like, it's one thing to talk about it in the abstract right. and say, oh, yeah, let them die. They killed my son. Er, I'm angry. But then it's like, oh, wait, you're actually trying to do that? No, right. no, 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 no. We got to stop yeah. that. <laughs> they were so invested in this racist war mm-hmm. that they could... They couldn't even let their own government <laughs> but work it, beyond it. Yeah, it extends beyond that to the Star Trek fan base because the Star Trek fan base as a whole views themselves as enlightened yes. because they mm. subscribe to this vision. And so, the most dangerous thing someone can do is just assume that they're enlightened and then that's all they need to and do. Stop yes. and that never work. There again. is no, there is no progressive journey. Right. Mm-hmm. You to should becoming always, better on that. Yeah. You should always yeah. be learning. And this movie cuts right through that and says, no, you sitting there on opening weekend, you're probably racist and you need right. to stop it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've seen what your conventions look like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're fucking awful. And, and you've convinced yourself you're not, and that's even more dangerous. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Which a lot yeah. of Star Trek fans in that predominantly white privileged liberalism can rest on their laurels, say, well, I'm a Star Trek fan, I can't be racist. And even, like, because there are conservative Star Trek fans, which never added up for me. (laughs) But they say, oh, you know, well, I don't think we should, you know, pay the poor living wage, but, you know, I'm a Star Trek fan, so I just wanted us all... We we had a friend. (laughs) A person that we knew. It wasn't a friend. Um, uh, She was deeply, deeply conservative, but also a a great Star Trek fan. And, I know... And yeah, I mean, like, I hard to I know that these people exist. Right. It just like, are you guys watching the same thing I? <laughs> I had I I knew one guy who was deeply conservative and a Star Trek fan, but he was he always viewed it more as a military drama. And I'm like, okay, it's, it's skipping you over are, large parts of it, but yeah, he, you are rewriting a lot of history there. But I see how you got there. He's, yeah. he's, he's picked out what he likes about it. Yeah. yeah. And so, but this okay. this person, yeah. she she legitimately said, I just I just hope we get to Star Trek's future. And I'm like, well, Bond was working on it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. she didn't like that at all right. like like yeah, how much like, of this is like a there's socialist a... fever dream yeah and i'm and, and so it yeah. does it baffles me i was like okay so you really do want to get to right. that point but you want to rail against it while yeah. you're on earth <laughs> uh, conservative or otherwise i think this is an issue with people and especially mm-hmm. people who think that they're done you know, whatever it is. Like, I like Star yeah. Trek, therefore I'm done learning or I'm done working on myself or whatever. Like, I, yeah. I can now rest easy. I have made it to the top of the mountain. Like, mm-hmm. there's always more mountain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's this idea of, like, I want the cool thing, but I want it to magically happen. Like, I want the tooth fairy mm-hmm. to give it to me. And I'd be like, you do realize that the thing is attainable. Mm-hmm. You have to do it. You, you have to do the work. But they're so like, but I don't want to do any work. And be like, then it's never going to happen. And you have to do it. There's this like every re- other writer we know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know a little bit. I'm talking to myself here. It's like, wow, I really wish I could publish a book. Wow, maybe you should finish writing one, Eris, instead of starting another video game. Oh my god, you literally downloaded one this morning. <laughs> That was a message to myself for later. For that's that's for future me. But so like, like, yeah, obviously there's I'm this, not a uh, There's this new. Well, no, it's not new. It pops up every once in a while, I'm sure, on various online platforms where someone finally is like, like, 
like, Star Trek isn't political. What's happening? This is, <laughs> Star Trek's now too progressive for somebody. And they start to talk about how it was never political. And I'm like, it was political from the very yes. beginning. Sometimes yes. not in great, great direction. Right. 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 But, yeah. like, because, like, Star Trek is making good leaps. Like, I, right. like... The current really? version of Star Trek also, is I love, political. I love yeah. oh. Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> I they are bringing in so much more diversity. They're uh-huh. bringing in actual queer and non-binary actors to play queer and non-binary Yay! roles. And I they can't are, wait until I can steal your password to watch they, this. We are we're adding things in that are great and it's it's like you're getting to tell more stories that we've never seen before yeah and people are like i don't know i don't like this it's too political i was like do y'all remember when there was like an interracial kiss on tv in the 60s yeah. and like, set their hair on fire right yeah. or i mean yes all of the women were wearing really scantily you know clad Girls, outfits but they were officers but they were officers they had yeah. speaking roles there was a black woman on the bridge of the ship in yes. the 60s. Like There was a Japanese man this show, who was the yes, navigator. He 20 was, years after that after would he, not have gone yeah, no. Who was literally an, in, like an encampment yeah, survivor. 20 years after he was, yeah, that yeah. actor was in a uh, We an did that. Yeah. America. This the, the, has always the been The progressive <laughs> symbol of democracy. Yeah. Right? yeah. Oh, God, no. Yeah. I know, the but, I mean, but yeah. What no, we want to sure. say, are we are. Yeah. Yeah. So when those people come in and they want it's it's a you know they want to complain that it's too political now. I'm like, yeah. it always was. Yeah. So yeah. you need to check yourself, but also like you double need to check yourself because why are you upset about it? Right. If you're claiming to be a fan of this, and if you're claiming like, why are you mad that it's moving forward? Yeah. Yeah. On that note, I think we should go to a commercial break. All right. <laughs> For real, though, check out your local library. Check out Duolingo. Mm-hmm. Klingon is a is a, a fully functional language yep. mm-hmm. that you can gain fluency in, and that you can learn. Which you can learn it. It is a completely fleshed out language now. You can write a play. You can translate Hamlet into Klingon. People have already done it. People have acted it out. Apparently. Yeah. No, no canon aside, you should, you should just, you should just learn it. Language learning is fun. It keep like, it helps your brain. It helps you learn how to do other things better. It will frequently help you learn your own native language better. If you ever wanted to brush up on, say, I'm talking to you in English. So like, if you wanted to brush up on your English, try learning a foreign language and Klingon will still make those same pathways in your brain work for you. Messages of social enlightenment. I think you kind of already started with the learn a language. No, I mean, learn a language. There are multiple reasons why. There's multiple health benefits, but also just, like, it's fun. It's fun to learn new things, like, and you don't have to learn it in a school environment. You can take your time with it. You can learn as much or as little as you want. Just, it's like, you do it like a hobby. As I think the the, the moral of Star Trek Six is, always keep learning. Always yeah. keep learning. Yeah. Yeah. Because... Yeah. Who, wherever you are in your life now, whatever attitude you have, there is room for evolution. None of you, none of you are perfected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We are all works in progress. Yeah. 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 And, and the sooner you get your head around that, the better it's going to be. For sure. Yeah. I'd say stay curious then. Mm-hmm. Ask questions. Mm-hmm. Interrogate your own biases. 
Yeah. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What else we got? Wash your hands. Yeah. Yeah. Get your vaccine. Get multiple vaccines. Like, like get the flu one and the mm-hmm. COVID one. And the HIV one when it comes out. Because it's, they're, they're very close now. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Lots of leap forwards in. 96% and, and, yeah. immunity. What? Yeah, that's the, 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 yeah. the, the report that got released yesterday. What? That's, that makes me so happy. They still have to do more testing and stuff sure. like yeah, that. Yeah, but that's but... very good. Very encouraging. Yeah. And that's based on the same... Yeah, roughly M- mar- mRNA, mRNA yeah. uh, science that brought us the COVID yeah. vaccine. Yeah, nice. So, you know, interesting that all of this chaos might push forward scientific development yeah. in very interesting ways. Yeah. A thing I recently learned: um, maybe next time we're all at the doctor, we should double check and have them check our antibodies to see if our measles and whooping cough and some of the ones that we got as children are still active because they have a tendency to degrade in a couple of decades. So if you're a couple of decades old, they can test you. They say, no, you're fine. That's cool. But sometimes they'll be like, oh yeah, no, you're only down to about 40%. Let's go ahead and give you a booster. Yeah. Cause apparently that's a thing. I'm not terrified at all. I sleep well <laughs> at night. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just basically <laughs> going to get the vaccine. I'm like, I could prob- probably, it'd probably be okay. There are vaccines for HPV, which causes cancer. We literally have a vaccine to prevent a type of cancer. Go get it. Yeah. It's magic. It's not magic. It's well, science, well, if they but it's do awesome. that, then my child might become sexually active. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's another that problem. That boat has <laughs> sailed, or will, <laughs> sail in just a few years. <laughs> I, um, I don't, uh, uh, ma'am, my child, Brayden, sh- would never do anything Brayden? like that. <laughs> that sounds like a kid's name. Yeah. Your kid it has really already had sex. <laughs> <laughs> Just accept it and move on with your fucking They're life. 27, of course they haven't. <laughs> okay, I'm about ready to ring your neck, and I know you're just play acting. <laughs> what would Jesus say? <laughs> Jesus would say, trust the scientist. Any other messages of social enlightenment? Black lives matter. Yeah. Stop Asian hate. Yeah. Water is life. Yeah. Wear your seatbelt. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it covers it. Yeah. And, and this is important to remember that the messages of social enlightenment are not an, a comprehensive list. No. Right. right. They're right. just where our minds are at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Find the thing you care about and you go do that. Yes. Yeah. As long as it doesn't hurt anybody. Yes, as long as you're not hurting anybody. But also evaluate whether what you're doing is hurting someone. Yes. Yeah. So always we're, be we're thinking. We're going down a rabbit oh, hole here. Oh. I'm, I'm encouraging all of you to go out and develop an anxiety disorder. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. Already there. <laughs> On that note, get in therapy. Yeah. Yes. Eris. Yeah. Uh, I know. I'm working. I just, I'm poor. 75% <laughs> of your away team is in therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Super keen. If you enjoy the noises that come out of our throat holes. Uh, <laughs> I, I really wanted to launch just now into some sort of like Tibetan throat singing, but I don't know how to do that. So. Yeah. Oh no. Many years You would enjoy As the Myth Turns with our cultural interns, Eris and Z. It turns because we're not professionals. And we're not getting paid. They're wrapping up their run. We're recording their final shows this very same day. Woo!
And they will be available on PartyApocalypse.com, which has books, blogs, movie reviews, and the fourth wall in its entirety. We have a new book out here just recently. If any of these stories goes over 1,000 words, this entire book will explode. It is available in ebook, paperback, and audible formats. Uh, I believe it's also available on the iTunes audiobook platform as well. And then we'll have another book coming out. Uh, I'm just going to say the title because I got a little business for being vague about it <laughs> uh, on the last episode. Uh, the Once and Future Orson Welles is in its final state of preparation. More announcements on that in the coming months. Eris, you have a Twitch, right? I do! Yeah, so uh, twitch.tv, I also have uh, several Twitches um, and the facial region. Uh, but you can find me at Eris O'Reilly. I do art streams. And Z, I hear you're big on the TikTok. I uh, frequent the TikTok. I don't know if I'm big on the TikTok, <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I got a TikTok uh, at underscore. It's just Z underscore. I do shenanigans and fuckery, and it's a lot of fun. Are you better now, husband? Sure. <laughs> do you have anything to plug? Um, I'm gonna plug your book. I think everyone should uh, buy Max's book. Yeah, he's a good writer. You should check him out. Also, try requesting his book at your public library, yes. because frequently public libraries will just buy things that you ask for. Yeah. If you, the customer, are saying, I'm willing to read this, they usually take that as a, oh, our customers are willing to read this. Let me get a copy. And if you want to know where it all began, if you are at the Stillwater Public Library, go check out Max's book, his first novel, right? Two of them are in the Stillwater <gasps> That's Public right. Library. That's right. They have two of your nice. books. Yeah. Very nice. Go Stillwater. Back to the episode. Back to the episode. The part of Mac Boyle will be played by Laura Boyle today. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> so the scene where her and all the dictionaries. Yes. One of the things that I that really tickles me about that, other than the fact that I've done a lot of foreign language study, and that is absolutely what it's like, um, <laughs> where you're like, oh no, the pop quiz. Like we have class in 30 minutes, and she always does a pop quiz on Wednesdays. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> anyway, um, but. The, the the world builder that they set up there, I interpreted as, yes, they were using the dictionaries and they were pronouncing wrong. Haha, it was very funny. But also, the Klingons didn't really bat an eye at that, which makes me think that they frequently hire out to vendors who maybe are not fluent in Klingon. And so they're like... Okay, they're just dropping off supplies on this planet. Sure. Because it's like, they're clearly not speaking native Klingon. They're tripping over uh, the They're saying the wrong yeah. thing. They're so, so used to, like, because this, this is just a, a freighter ship. Mm -hmm. So what if they're, it's just looser? What if they're just, like, crazy drunk on freighters all the time? Or and that, constantly yeah. misspeaking. Right, and they're yeah. not going to bat an eye at, like, all right, this sounds yeah. crazy. But that, okay, that's also <laughs> an interpretation. I, I Yeah, but, like, I mean, my... my my current one is is mm -hmm. that I like that idea though. Yeah, I never that considered they're that. They're not before. speaking even like drunk native English sounds yeah. different from like a a pigeon English sure. of like I yeah. speak some English but poorly because I'm still yeah. learning it. Um yeah. Beyond that, it's so well established in this movie that the Klingon Empire is in a state of political upheaval at that moment they've had a presidential presidential assassination yeah. mm -hmm. they have uh their main energy facility has been decimated right. it's the writings on the wall that their empire has 50 years of life left to them 
I don't think they've been paid in a couple of weeks, so it's like whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, the, okay, remind me again the fifty years of life was that like oxygen? I mean, I really thought it was like literally fifth, like their planet was dying. Yeah, because Praxis is in orbit; it's literally a moon of Kronos, their homeworld. Okay, and so the explosion of Praxis decimated their ozone layer. Right. And it was going to be an environmental calamity. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like, oh, our economy will probably collapse or whatever. It was like, no, we our planet will be unsurvivable. The other branch of that is that they had so overspent on military in the last 100 years that yeah. they did not have anything resembling the resources to do that. Kind of to, like yeah. a current country we currently live in. Right. A current country that we currently <laughs> yeah. are that, that currently we won't name. We're not naming yeah. names. Yeah. yeah. Not to point any fingers at a map <laughs> I mean, of it's America really, or anything. But. It's hard to look at Bowser's army and, and see another army that has an overinflated budget with yeah. a hyper fascist overload. So we'll just use America's. <laughs> Yeah. Can I ask a very nerdy question? That that's quote. That's a quote be by Buzzerworthy, but like I love Buzzerworthy. Okay, <laughs> so later on, later on, a, as we get into next gen and other mm-hmm. incarnations, places yes. I haven't been show, yet. Okay, fine. We all they always talk about Kronos. Correct. So are we saying that Kronos they adverted the disaster, or they somehow were able to to fix it so Kronos didn't die, or are we saying that they really did have to evacuate all the Klingons and there's another planet out there that they just call Kronos because they're like, this is our new homeworld. I think in the 80 plus years between the end of Star Trek VI and the beginning of of Star Trek The Next Generation, it's not necessarily really established, but I believe that the Federation came in with um, assistance and was able to combat... Like physical, like, we will help save your planet kind of Re-terraforming sort of things. and, And like maybe light terraforming, like just get the planet mm. to where it can still be habitable beyond right. that. Okay. Sort of like what we're doing with like putting ice cubes back in the Arctic. Hoping to. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's very do, unclear. It sounds dumb, but that actually will work. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Like it's it's very unclear. They're, they talk about like, oh, we have to take these steps, but then you're just like, but what steps did you take? What happened next? Like yeah. at the end of the movie, I'm like, I, like I know the Klingons survived because I've seen later Star Trek, but I'm like, what happened? What did yeah. you guys do? Well, I mean, yeah, and the, after this point, I mean, it takes another couple of years for like a formal peace treaty between the Federation and the Klingons. Mm-hmm. By the time we catch them in the next generation, it's solidified, and they are like best buds uh, to the point where it's a lot like England and the United States in the 20th century. Like when okay. bigger conflicts right. come around, they're like, <laughs> "Right, you and me, we got our start yeah. by <laughs> you and me. pissing I mean, on each other." Yeah, we're, we're gonna argue for like six months, but then we're gonna, mm. we're gonna get our shit together and we're gonna go, we're gonna go kick those guys' ass. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it, are, are we Klingons Chadich at that point? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Chadich. That's another Klingon term. It is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just like I've gotten to the point now where the arguing is like, I think this is just PR. It's yeah. like saving face. It's like yeah. we know we're gonna help, and in fact, we already know how we're gonna help. We have exactly this how many troops, but we got to do the media circuit <laughs> from this time on. Any time that the Federation and the Klingons have struggled with each other, it's because of political expediency. There's no actual. <laughs> they know they're gonna do it. It's just like how. There's no real politic reason why they can't get along for eternity this point nice yeah Yeah. opportunistic politicians who are want to make the klingon empire great again for lack of a better term Uh, yeah yeah 
but they got to do the posturing to show they're like, yeah, we are still guys are tough. We didn't need the Federation to rescue us 80 years ago. <laughs> I really, really like this movie. This we, we've actually spent very little time discussing what happens in the movie yeah. itself. <laughs> but... It's it's well plotted, well I feel plotted. like. Extremely well plotted. Now that I like after the first time watching it, I can't not see the Viridian patch that <coughs> Spock places on his uniform. But I'm so curious, did either of you watching this notice the tracking device, the tracking that device? Spock put on Kirk's Did you see right it when it happened? No. I can't not I, see it because it's actually pretty I, visible. No, I yeah. even made the joke of like, did he drug him? Like did he just like <laughs> it's okay, I ingested like I put a tracker inside of your body and then you're like yeah no it was when he patted him on the shoulder and I was like fuck like okay. next time if you if watch it again you'll be like how did right. I not see that like I mean, yeah. that's what I ask myself every and time it's, now it's there throughout the trial yeah. the Klingons it's never just, bothered to take it nobody off nobody took it off it's just a big patch, patch it's not even shoulder. like an inky dinky little tiny it thing it looks like a nicotine no. patch yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's like this <laughs> big black strip, like a black it. colored bandaid I love it yeah. oh I might have seen that yeah I just, I just. But you don't even think about it. No, I just ignore I it think that. I think it, it works well that you yeah. like. I went to the even crazy if you notice route. it, you're not like, what is that? That's distracting. Because I was just full on like, yeah, Spock must have like hit him with the hypodermic needle and put a, <laughs> like a tracker in his bloodstream, and it's like, no, he put a fucking band aid on. I'm it's, like, it's oh. Spock being like, hang in there, buddy. But that was a. There's a reason he did that. He wouldn't well, have done it. And at he all. did it almost in exactly the same gesture that he would do for a nerve pinch. Yeah. Yeah, because he actually like clasps his shoulder yeah, and puts it on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's smooth. Smooth move. Yeah. Like it was. Bones, Bones was right there. He didn't even catch it either. No. Yeah. Um, it was smooth. Well, to be fair, Bones is not the most observant He's man. not. He's yeah. not. A big part of that trial is Bones' yes. incompetence. Yeah. I yes. appreciated yeah. that, not because I want to see Bones get in trouble, but like we have to acknowledge the fact Chang was like you know, or was it a combination, or was it age combined with drink? Yeah. Like, like, yeah. you know, Bones had to, like, confront himself in that moment. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, like, could have been they were this. <laughs> Chang wasn't wrong in right. that. Mm-hmm. The Bones, he had another all, uh, Bones agenda that tried he was playing. To yeah. do, no, for sure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, there was a nefarious thing, but, like, Bones literally admitted at the time of surgery, I don't even know the fucking anatomy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He tried to perform surgery on an entire skeletal structure and organ setup that he had no familiarity with, and he had literally just been fucking three sheets to the wind. Now, granted, like, you can say something about adrenaline, but at the same time, it's just like, he was in no... Now, I mean, at the same time, he was a first responder. Yeah. And he was the only person who was... I have this this this, like thing though. My my little he should have called another goddamn fucking nurse. Or or my thought is like why there's all these Klingons standing in the room staring at him doing this. Like where where's your heart? Yeah, like point on the doll where I should smack this guy. Oh, we have four hearts. There, 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 there. Go like something like like even even his daughter. He should have like no no a little higher like just something to get point him in the right direction. But like they all just sort of like stared. Even with that being the case, he had been shot several times. Yeah, it might have been bled out. He was probably going to go. I mean, but I also don't don't even know how many people in that room were in on the plot. I yeah. know the daughter wasn't, but some of those Chang guards was. could have easily yeah. been. For I mean, sure. they they were obviously loyal to Chang because mm-hmm. they 
were yeah, answering that... to his orders in that yeah, sort of power yeah, vacuum. That's true. Yeah, I don't think that Bones could have saved Gorkun, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like, Bones did do several missteps mm-hmm. as a medical professional that he should have fucking known better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he, he, he meant well, but he was incompetent to the situation. Yeah, we have exactly. a discussion about whether he's incompetent generally. But he, he, he was not <laughs> Writers for d- that. differ yeah. on that, you yeah. know? Because yeah. sometimes he isn't, and sometimes he, yeah. like, I'm just a small-town country doctor, and be like, then you shouldn't be on a fucking starship. <laughs> I mean, he was the only medical professional in the room of any type, so... Right. on right. either ship. Would it have been yeah. unethical the... for him not to try? There, there is that There's aspect. so many thoughts. I, yeah. I saw, a, uh, I think it was a tweet the other day about how, like, if if we ever end up in space and we're injured, not to look for an alien doctor, to look for an alien veterinarian, because yeah. they'll be more apt to deal with generalities. Of yeah, that. Right. like yeah, yeah. 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 So, so if yeah. Bones had been a vet, yeah, then this we'd have done better. <laughs> leads to this type of organ development. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So therefore, I can make a pretty good guess on. Yeah, no, I would say that's absolutely true. That makes sense. Vets have hard fucking sense. jobs. <laughs> couple of film nerd things I want to talk about. Yes, please. From the film. The cinematography in this film is fucking lit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Nicholas Meyer talks about this in commentaries for some movies. He always wants to make a movie where it's not immediately recognizable when the movie was made. Like, he talks about a movie that was... Like, if you've made a movie set in 1776 and you watched it, you could tell what decade it was made by a couple yeah. of trappings of costume, hair... Uh, uh, cinematography, that sort of thing. But where they place style. the camera? Yeah, yeah, that, that yeah. sort of thing. And I think Wrath of Khan is a little weighed down by an '80s aesthetic, but mm-hmm. this one is made in 1991. Uh, it was released in late 1991, but I think it could have been released. It could have been made in ten years in either direction. Mm. Yeah, like I don't think it could have been made in like. 2010. I think that's a little. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it, it, it ages a little bit around the edges on that, but that is an exceptionally str- strong thing to do, where it looks it, it, it ages that well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The other thing is an editing thing, and he he was a fucking lunatic to do this. Every angle of the yes. bridge in the uh, on both the Excelsior and the Enterprise has a digital clock mm-hmm. with hours, minutes and seconds that is always running. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The continuity on that. Yes. is nuts. Yeah. Yes. Because not because it, it leaves very little room for improvisation as far as the scenes play out. Yeah. Because you you have to realize that okay, this shot takes place from 9:30 and 15 seconds to 9:30 and 45 seconds. So the next yeah. shot has to be yeah. At least somewhere in the range. They don't get it 100% right all the time, but they get it right enough that I'm not... Because if, if Shatner right. had put that in Star Trek V, it would have been, been all, all over the place. All over the place. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. they couldn't Within even... the same get... scene, it yeah. would be two hours difference. Yeah. yeah. But it, you watch that movie, and it all adds and it up. And clean. And that was a thing that you didn't have to do, mm-hmm. yeah. but it absolutely works. And it also adds a layer that we don't really have ever in Star Trek because it's all interior scenes with no, especially when they're on the ships mm-hmm. with no sense of what time of day it is. Yeah. So you get the sense when uh, the two torpedoes get shot that it is indeed one thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah. you do get, after a night of drinking. After <laughs> a night of drinking. And you do you get the sense of how much time has passed since they first encountered the Klingon ship. You get a mm-hmm. sense of what uh, how much time has passed when they're on trial. 
etc 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 and it genius no. move yeah for so sure. much it so was... that we keep looking up at a digital clock that I was like I looked at it like that's like a, that's like the digital clocks they have in Star Trek 6 I want that <laughs> in our recording down? studio yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> the, the recording studio has a digital clock that looks almost exactly like the clocks they have on, yeah. on the it bridge it looks great yeah no, but yeah no, I, I really like that aspect because space is yeah you can't time it by the sun mm-hmm. right I mean space is very static great and it's never done afterwards and it's ne- <laughs> it was never done before i'm sure it was terribly difficult oh, oh god yeah it had to be because you had to like reset nightmarish. that clock constantly right and you had and to, the continuity prob- person had to just yeah. have the script essentially say this has to be job. from these time sequences mm-hmm. yeah. and if somebody said hey i got a fun little bit of business we have to add i'm like no we're not doing that yeah, yeah. you you'd have to running. say the lines yeah. the same way from your different shots. And there'd and... be one thing, because you could get that sense of time if you had the clock just right above the view screen, and every time you cut to the view screen it was that, and then you could still have that sense of time. But no, there's one in every little detachable <laughs> yeah. section yeah. of the bridge, so <clears throat> anywhere you're looking in 360 degrees, you know exactly what time it is. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's but why... genius. I think that's why, object- one of the reasons why, yeah. objectively, this is probably the best movie. Yeah. Just yeah. because there there were little things about the craft of it that were just genius. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. I actually, I really like, they're doing surgery on the torpedo at the very end. Mm-hmm. But, but Chang is just spouting Shakespeare and stuff at them, which I find hilarious that villains just love to do that when they think they're winning. Because yes. Khan did that too. Yeah, Khan was like, "From hell's heart, I stab at thee," and yeah. just, you know, like whatever. They were Nicholas Meyer antagonists. But these, these yeah. were these they were, read a book or two. But like, continuity-wise, Bones had lived through the Khan thing yeah. and knew that that was happening, and he gets here, and Bones finally just fed up and is like. I'd pay real money for him to shut up. Like, yeah. he, he's calling it out, like, what is happening? Can yeah. he please stop quoting Shakespeare yeah. at us? Yeah. Even if it wasn't a Star Trek movie, I would love mm. this movie. Yeah. yeah. I think it's... It, it, you could change the characters and rename them and make it about something yeah. else, and it would still work. The, yeah. the one-two punch of this and Star Trek Two are a large portion of the genetic makeup of my creative work like i i'm desperately wanting to make star trek six <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah i um feel like this is a really great like you said this is a really great end to the original series i kind of i kind of want to offer my opinion on the generalness of it since we're we're closing yeah. out yeah. yeah i had never we've come to the end of the picture yeah. 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 yeah so i think my overall opinion so far is that i will like future star trek things mm-hmm. I did not particularly care for the original series itself. Fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like a lot of the characters, mm-hmm. and I ultimately don't feel like I wasted my time. Good, nice. Yeah. Well, because yeah. I'll say, podcast. That's maybe more for our drunk episode that we're going to record in a couple yeah. hours. But <laughs> podcasting is hard. Yeah. And it's not a lot of rewards in it. Yeah. Mm. But if you're talking about stuff you like. Mm-hmm. With people you like, mm-hmm. it's good. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. even when it sucked, yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. I mean, I straight up, I tell people like, oh, I just have movie night with my friends. I like leave the podcast part <laughs> off of yeah. it because that's kind of what it is for me. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, we record the thing, but like, it's like here, it pro- provides for me a good excuse 
to kind of just dish yeah. about the thing we just watched, you yeah. know, with my friends. Yeah. Without every, you know, people like leaving or whatever. But, yeah. Like yeah. We're, we're coming up upon, I mean, Star Trek six and then leading into next gen, which is my favorite series. And it's, it's nerve wracking for me just a little bit because it's like, I want other people to love it the way I love it. And so I'm a little nervous about our rewatch coming up because I'm like, oh my god, are they gonna like it? Are yeah. they gonna trash it? Is I it awful? Should you. I should I feel awful for liking this? Like Every there's so much that's like going on. Them. Like and I know because like it's gonna be a little rough the first couple of seasons, but I will take the worst next gen season over the best original series season mm. like almost any day. Yeah, there's a few episodes of original series that yeah. you know I might keep, but like. As a whole, I would keep season one of Next what? Gen. So right? I, I think the episode that I was most disappointed in, not because it was bad, but because I, I don't think it met the hype, was the Triples episode. Really? And the mm. episode that I liked the most was the Gary 7 episode. <laughs> <laughs> she hated I hate it. that episode. <laughs> she she. She, I think I said it on the episode, she hated it so much that she was a little bit mad at me. <laughs> That's great. That's funny. Yeah, like, you're going to make Doctor Who, just make Doctor Who. Don't give me American Doctor Who. That's stupid. <laughs> I, for, for the movies, uh, yeah, I, well, okay, let me back up. The movies the orig- were better than the show. Yes. 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 The original series, I think the really, I mean, it's obvious you watch these, you listen to these episodes, you know, the thing that got me through was Spock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The rest of it, I like, I don't care. Spock was kind of the thing that was <laughs> check, helping check me. Yeah. 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 I was um, living the, for Uhura the, the whole time. I was yeah. like, For sure. Yes. No, yeah. I like check it out, but like I keyed in on Spock. Mm-hmm. Spock was like mm-hmm. my emotional safety character. Yeah. Same. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. for Chekhov. But yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, you have your, you, yeah. And the movies were infinitely more watchable mm-hmm. um i think for me like i i would put two on probably randomly i think mm-hmm. that one might be like from a, a from a strictly like subjective objective like the whole like oh how do you know it was eris's favorite of the six movies because she'll just randomly put it on and watch it yeah. kind of thing like i yeah. think that two is that for me i really like six but i think six is going to be more of those like special treat yeah and a movie kind of like i might watch that once a year but two i might <laughs> just put on Four, um, four felt like, um, like I, this is very dumb. Um, it felt like being at my grandmother's again when I was younger and pulling a random VHS tape off of the, <laughs> yes. off of the shelf okay, and being like, you. what, what shenanigans are we putting on while we're playing Barbies today? And, like, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. eventually like sitting down and enjoying it. And it felt right. like I did that so many times as a kid uh-huh. and it felt like another one of those movies. Yeah. I think that's oh, why yeah, I really sure. liked four. Oh god, no! Yeah. And I, I would, I would rewatch four in a heartbeat, you know, yeah. kind of thing. But, um, but yeah, I, I am looking forward to the the next, like not just next generation, but mm-hmm. also like the next iteration of Star Trek because I have, I have heard that they basically only get better yeah. oh, with, with some dips, yeah, you know, kind yeah. of thing. But like, but like we start off low, and, yeah, yeah, and we keep climbing up that hill. And mm-hmm. I hear Discovery is fucking fantastic. I hear I Picard is fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's some I'm, neckbeards that are have some complaints, and they should shut the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I. But I'm also like, let people enjoy what they enjoy if they're not hurting anybody. (laughs) Uh, Next time, your away team will go back to the small screen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, For the 1987 premiere of Star Trek The Next Generation, Encounter at Farpoint. 
When did it premiere? September. 1987? Uh, yes, 1987. It ran from, I was alive! <laughs> yes. It ran from 87 to 94. Uh, I believe okay. the, it was syndicated, so air dates are a little up in the air. It okay. depended on market, but I believe it was set to air the third week of September. I was looking more for months, but I was alive. Yep. Perfect. Um, <laughs> Barely, but alive. <laughs> the first season is sweaty. Okay. For, for the show. I'm That's, a that. That <laughs> That's a word. That is a word. That's a word. I'm okay with that. And I'm thinking about it. I'm like, maybe sometimes literally, because those uniforms seemed a little hot. Yeah. yeah. But literally, I, I, I yeah. think that they're a little coked up. Whatever happened to easy... Oh, we're on drugs. Got it. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're worst... Ep- racism. Yeah. Also that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. It all goes back. <laughs> their worst episode will come up pretty quick. And we're going to get it right out of the way. Okay. It's the, you know what? It's the, the third, third episode, episode is easily is the most offensive episode. To the point where the cast dis- dis- disavows it. Like, it, it's our worst episode. We shouldn't have done it. Nice. Interesting. Okay. All right. Great. Thank you. I appreciate people who have, like, that amount of reflection where yeah. they're like, you know yeah. what? We did it, but we should not have. No, it's, it's admitting to your mistakes and mm-hmm. growing yeah. as a person. Yeah. And it gets just third Way season better. on. Boom. Yeah. There's some good stuff in season two. There's a good episode in season two. I think season two is actually worse on average than one, but we'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. I don't want to scare anybody, but yeah. no, it, it only. This is a show that ends. It only gets better. Like yeah. it's none of this. Like its greatest episode is its last episode. Interesting. Okay. This is the one that I have seen the most of for Star Trek. Yeah. Um, mostly out of order, hmm. because it would air. I would catch the yeah. rerun slot. Sure. Yeah. In the evenings, um, like Just whatever happened to be, yeah, Aaron, yeah, and um, sometimes I was lucky and they we they did the reruns because it was every night or whatever in that slot, and I would catch them where they did it in an order, um, that was you know reasonable, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then sometimes they didn't, <laughs> and I was just like, well. <laughs> I don't remember this character. I think they die later on. Maybe. I don't remember. But I guess we're back to here. Yep. It's a Thursday. Last episode, they were definitely dead on a Wednesday. So I guess we're doing this. Well. And uh, next time, I believe we will do the... Uh, Laura and I will renew our wedding vows for our 10th anniversary Woo. with a traditional Klingon ceremony. Oh. Yeah. Are we drinking? Uh, we could possibly are there swords? It. There will there be. There are swords. There yes! are drums, and it is all female led. <gasps> oh oh yeah. yeah! And there will be destruction of our gods. That, that's part of their mythology: is oh that Klingons have no gods because they killed them. And part of the wedding ceremony is the fusion of two hearts, so that they can go challenge their gods and bring them low. Nice. Yeah. I'm into this. I'm like, I have shivers right now. I literally yeah. got this yeah. 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 I'm kind of like, oh yeah. no. Because next oh, year's the no. show that really gets this. into the Klingon life. And yeah. yeah. And Beastly Snow Look yeah. at me. I'm like, I turned into Virgil. And I was like, biscuits <laughs> on the table. I love this. So next time, encounter at Farpoint, and we'll see you then. Woo! Thank you.